Hey, welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. This is our third episode, and today we visited Evans... I'm sorry. That was last week! Vuja Day, huh? Route 30 Brewing at 9860 Indiana Avenue, Unit 19. This is Route 30 Brewing. And... Um, this was a follow-up. Actually, we were going to move into San Bernardino today, but I had some car problems, so we sit. We we, we, we ended stuck. up in Riverside again. Again, yeah. But, but I have to tell you, Riverside's got some great beer selections, and we had mm -hmm. a great experience tonight. Um, one of the great features of Route 30 is that it's also right next to Thompson Brewing. So we actually basically did two episodes tonight. We're going to do this one right now for Route 30. Yeah. And then uh, we'll do Thompson for next week. Yeah, so next but, week you'll hear about Thompson. Um, they're very different. They are. They're but, very different. But, but I just want to say one of the really cool things is that there's some breweries in town that have sort of co-located. They're close enough to each other that when you go, you have within walking distance of each other experience, right? You right. Can, so if you, you know, I like this about this one, I can go here. I like that about that one, I can go there. Sure. And, and I think it, it and between it the owners and the brewers, they each yes. have a sort of very different personality, a different flavor. Yes. Not only flavor of their beers, but also of just the the, the facility, what it's like. Yes. And I think it I think it helps. I think it mm -hmm. helps both businesses to be there like that. I know one of the things yeah. that made us want to go there, and we went there before we went to a lot of other places, right? Yeah. Um, is because they're two places side by side, close enough to walk, right. and we could. Get double experience. Yeah. Well, double. before we were starting to record, yes. when we when we were doing just Friday yep. uh, brew trips, this was one of the first places we went, and I think this is like our third time to the pair. Yes. But every time it's been to the pair, we always go to one, then we go yes. to the other, um, and and you know it, we were tempted yes. to do it all as one show, one show. But we really think, to be fair to each place, we should talk about them separately. Yes. And and Route Thirty is a, a, a good local brewery. Like we had, yeah. we had a good experience there tonight. Yeah. We've had good experiences there in the past. Yeah, excellent people and behind the bar. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, it, one of the things that stands out is when you go there, you're going to get someone knowledgeable behind the bar, right? Who's going to help you to pick beers that you're going to like. Yeah. So you don't have to be nervous about, you know, yeah. oh, I'm going to get that one beer where I spent the money and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Right. No. But we gonna, got we got walk you through it. One glass of red because that's sort of my. Measuring stick o breweries, yeah, and then you got a flight of six, and this is a six pour flight, so um, so there was quite a bit of beer there, and we tasted yeah. all seven beers, both of us. Yes, yeah, so we had seven to go through, and I thought it was interesting that when you were talking about picking the flights, you kind of went through and picked them, but then you asked the bartender, yeah, uh, you said, you know, the beer tender, you said, is you know what order would you recommend these in, and when he delivered the flight, he had not only taken your your paper that you'd written down what you wanted on, but reordered it on the paper yes. and reordered the flight. Yes. And uh, speaking of the, the order of the flight, their flight comes, like I've seen flights come in lots of different holders. Yes. This thing was about two feet long for the yes. six glasses. It was this metal uh, stand that all six glasses could sit in. And uh, it, it was an impressive they, structure. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, I don't know if you noticed, but they had carved into the, I say carved, uh, uh, engraved, cut, into the metal, cut, right? cut into the metal on the end. Uh -huh. They had their Route 30 emblem and logo. Their logo on their stands, and, yeah. yeah. It looked really professional, really mm -hmm. nice. And uh, having an, a professional beer tender expert put them in order for me mm -hmm. made all the difference. Yeah, it really makes, did. It makes a huge difference. 
Um, and, and that was contrasted to our trip over to Thompson, but that was totally on us, not them. Yeah. Because um, we just didn't ask. So, yeah. um, but we'll talk about that one next week. So, um, first impressions. I got to say, when you come up to the place, like when we've been there in the past, it was during the the t- height COVID. of kind of COVID things. Or not the height of, but the, and all the seating was outside. Yep. Uh, everybody wore masks except when you were sitting down and drinking. And uh, you step sort of into a big roll-up door to buy your beer. Yeah. That was kind of a portable bar, apparently. Yeah. Um, now they've got everybody sitting inside. There's no outside seating. There's no signage. You just have to know where the door is. Right. Um, and what made it easy was there was a big honking uh, food truck parked right outside next to the door. The door, the food truck was right in front of the rolling door that used to be right. up. Right. And and so yeah, that made it easy. Uh, mm-hmm. We did not get the food here because we knew we were going to be going over to Thompson. Right. And, and this is the benefit of having the two. Thompson yeah. is known for their food as yeah. well as their beer. But yeah. Thompson has got some great food. Yeah, they don't have food trucks come in. They have amazing barbecue. Yes. Um, and so, um, as well so, as some other food, too. So we'll talk about t- the Thompson's yeah. food again next week. Yeah. But my first impression. Yeah. You know, that front door was very nondescript. Right. Yeah. I mean, you. If you, you didn't know we were, almost had a speakeasy feeling. It did. If you didn't know what you were looking for, you weren't going to find it. No, no. Yeah. It, very, very sort of, you know, bland. Like it, it we're mm-hmm. in a, it's a little back alley warehouse place. Yeah. There's and, a little sign in the door, in the glass yeah. door, and and a little uh, neon open, and that was it. But once you walked in, yeah, very welcoming, very nice yeah. environment, and we walked in and saw a friend. Yes, we did. A fraternity brother. Imagine that. Fraternity yes. Brothers out in the wild. Yes, I know. They let them roam. I know. Yeah. So Delta Sigma Phi, greatest fraternity on the planet Earth. Ooh, right? ooh, ooh. And uh, we ran into one of our fraternity brothers there. And, and that added to the experience as well. Yeah, because, it was nice because, nice seeing somebody. And he was there with a friend. Yeah. And um, was it Mike? Yes. Yeah. And so we talked to them actually after we had already tasted our beers and we were getting ready to leave. But we talked to them a little bit about the history of the place and about their yeah. experiences there. And, and it's sort of their local. Yeah, it's their local. I think they, yeah. they uh, at least uh, uh, Eric lives, Eric lives really close. real close, yeah. and I don't think Mike lived very far. Yeah. Um, so it's their kind of go-to place, and I can see why. It's yeah. it's it's very typical brew pub in terms of the decor and the setup. I will say I liked again guy with bad back the fact that uh, all the seats, all the tables, whether they were high tables or low tables, and they had both, yeah. had backs on them. So it wasn't just picnic table seating. Yeah, so we've been at places that are like that where you don't have back support. And, right. And, you know, that gets on you after a bit. If you've been yeah. sitting there or they have really hard seats and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't sit for an hour at a picnic table yeah. without my back starting to hurt. Yeah. And I, I don't care how much beer I've had. Yeah. My back is now hurting now, and I'm uncomfortable. They had the food truck out front, but we did not eat because mm-hmm. we went to the other place. The food truck they had was called El Fogon, and it was Guatemalan food. It looked delicious. It did. It really did, except I just knew I wanted barbecue. Yes. And our friends that were inside told mm. us, oh, we've come here specifically on the nights when the truck is here because these yeah. guys are really good. They're quite good. And, and they keep yeah. inviting them back because they've been so successful because right. people like the food. Yeah. So and it was always, clear. Yeah. I mean, I saw other people's food coming in and out, and it looks as good as the pictures out on the truck. Yes. So, um, yeah, if you if you uh, you know use one of those apps where you track trucks in the yeah. Riverside area, uh, find out where El Fogon is. They're Guatemalan. They are um, you know, exceptional. It smelled great. It it's did, just, right? and, and I was so tempted to at least <laughs> get like a ceviche before I left. Yeah. And I thought, no, no, I, I don't want to fill up. I'm already tasting a bunch of beer yeah. and I'm going to have this barbecue that I know I want. So, so I decided yeah. not to, but it, um, uh, uh, I would recommend it just based on the smell to yeah. anybody else. So, so we did something mm-hmm. different for this experience that we haven't done before. We, we've been talking about mm-hmm. creating sort of a forum that we could use right. for rating the beers 
And so we did that. Mm -hmm. But it also changed the experience for us a little bit. And so you and I are struggling with this idea. Right, yeah. So so the idea of the forum was to be more consistent in our scoring and of our our impressions of the beer so that when we get back, you know, when we sit down and start talking about it, we can refer back to our notes and say, yeah. well, do we like this? Do we like that? You know, what did we like about this? And what did we like about that? And why? And, and it's good to have that. But by the same token, when you're sitting there drinking it, I almost felt like I was sitting in a, in a laboratory tasting and, and, and marking and, and not just enjoying the company and the beer very right? much. So, so, so it we've got to find a happiness. Well, it, cha- it changed the, the experience from you and uh-huh. I, just two brothers out having a fun time drinking beers yeah. and talking, to now I felt like I'm taking a test and I've got to score this stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, I've got to, you know, it, it, was, it was a different experience. Yeah. I like the form. I think we're going to stick with the form. Yeah. But we also need to make sure we don't lose that human aspect. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, uh, which, which I really liked, like I said, that we ran into this fraternity brother and his friend because regardless of the forum, we then had uh, a dialogue with yeah, them. a little bit was, of a conversation as opposed yeah. to just a... Um, and learn some of the history. You know, that one had an interesting finish. That one yeah. had an interesting smell. That one, you know, yes. everything's, you know, interesting and scored as opposed to, yes. um, you know, hey, that was great. How was your day? That kind of thing, you yes. know. And and I mean, you know, you, you you at some point you lose sight of the, the reason you're there and ha- yes. you, you know we we're, we started this because we were having fun and enjoying each other's company. Well, we got a little know. bit of the history of Route 30. And, we did so, through through uh, his through, friend Mike, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and who told us that this location where Route 30 is was actually the original location of Thompson Brewing, which is now across the uh, across the way in another in another office park, yeah. uh, within walking distance. Yeah, a couple but hundred the, yards away. But but they had outgrown it. And that right. they wanted to, to, to take themselves up to the next level. They add, wanted to add, add the restaurant, restaurant and, food. and food and do things that they couldn't do in that smaller space. Yeah. And, and so yeah. And then it was taken over by Route 30. Right. And so to, to learn that connection was kind of interesting to me. And mm-hmm. it speaks to, because, again, next week we're going to do the, the, the Thompson Brewery, which was across the way. Um, it, it shows the connection of how these places can grow mm-hmm. and develop. And, and, and again, we, we really felt like they were on two different sort of levels of yeah. of what you're talking about when you talk about local breweries. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the typical brewery that has like a tasting room and has some tables. Yeah. Usually there's some metal chairs uh, and some sort of table, and very often there's picnic tables. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I know, speaking of one, had barrels as a tabletop. Yes. You know, so I mean, there's, there tend to be kind of rustic and, and, and minimalist in their seating areas. Um, and usually they take advantage of some outside seating areas. Yep. A lot of these places are set up in uh, light industrial areas. And yeah. so um, the buildings, the offices that are used and the, and the light industrial work is usually shutting down around 5 o'clock when they're opening up. Yes. So there's usually lots of parking available, and they work well that way. And that's very typical of many microbreweries. That's sort of like almost the quintessential microbrewery setup yeah. is that they've got their brewing uh, equipment in the back, and they use the front, and I think they're allowed to use like about 10% of their floor space, if I recall one of our, our previous our interviews, interviews yeah. said that. And so they set that up as, um, as space for, for people to sit and taste yeah. in the tasting room. And, uh, you know, the, then the, the next level is those who said, no, we're going to create more space for seating and stuff because we're really going to be a full-service restaurant. Yeah. We also happen to be a, a brew pub and make our own brews. Yeah. And so, you know, there's those two different levels. And we've been to all of those. Um, you know, and, and in the basic level, there's some variance, but it's it's not a lot. You know, yeah. it's it's very often, um, you know, a little bit of space for some hacky sack or maybe a ping, or, or I say hacky sack, uh, cornhole, cornhole or a ping pong table, yeah. um, some board games. 
And, you know, that yeah. doesn't preclude other places from having that, but that's sort of your entertainment. Yeah. Um, you know, some places have a stage, so they have live music come in, which is always enter- uh, enjoyable. But other places, the smaller ones don't. No. Um, you know, and Evans, I think, or Evans, why do I keep saying Evans? Route 30 um, is probably more in that, that secondary class. Where they, yeah. they didn't really have a stage. It was all about coming and sitting and enjoying they, the company and enjoying the beer. They had a small little uh, shelf mm-hmm. space where they had a couple board games. They had yeah. darts, so you could play darts. You know, and a couple mm-hmm. TVs, and, and music was playing. Yeah, and there's you know? music playing. I will say, too, that all, virtually all of their tables were set up for, like, eight people. Yeah. And so if there was a two of you, um, you know, you took one end of the table and you hoped that somebody else would feel comfortable to sit at the other yeah. end because it would be silly to waste a giant table of eight yeah. for two. Um, and then there was a couple tables in the back where there was seating for four. Yeah. One or two. And you and I took one of those, so it was just the two of us at yeah. a table for four. Um but uh, and the, oh, and they did have bar seating right up against yeah. the bar. So if it was a, a single person coming in, an individual, you could come in and sit at the bar. Route Route Thirty, or two. Route 30 uh, had good business, though. I mean, I they you know for, they again, were for being yeah. a place that was pretty much full. Non- every table had somebody yeah. at it. For for mm-hmm. a place that was fairly nondescript from the outside, people knew that they were there and they had their people that were that came. Right. And and we left early because we went across the way to Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know, to finish our evening. Yeah, um, we were there for forty five minutes or so, though. Yeah. But but they they had good business while we were there. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, um, and that tells you something. That tells yeah. you something when people are coming in. Yeah, as a couple you know, people left, others came in. There was always somebody at every table. Yes, and when we'd been there before, same thing. That they always seemed to have a flow uh-huh. of people coming in, and you know, so they're they're an established brewery and yeah. they're doing well. And I don't so, know if they're just doing that word of mouth or whether they're yeah. doing any uh, making an effort to advertise in particular. Yeah. Like, Excuse me. Quite frankly, if you just do a, a quick search on any of the mapping apps yeah. for breweries, you you know they pop right up. Uh, yeah. You know, as do most of the breweries. So. so we've got seven beers to talk about tonight, Todd. Yeah. Seven beers that we tried. So we better get going. Yeah. So let's let's start yeah. with the red because that was that's our go-to for both of us typically. It's my measuring stick. It's a measuring stick. Mm-hmm. And and so let's talk about the the Riverside Red that you had tonight. Yeah. You, you you had sort of. I got the glass taste. of Riverside Red, and then you got the flight. And like I yeah. said, we both tasted everything. Um, <laughs> So, you know, in the Riverside Red, I mean, as a red, it's going to be a little on the darker side. So on a one to five scale, I gave it a four. It wasn't, you know, it was red. It wasn't dark brown or even a medium brown, where some reds come off as kind of medium brown. This was a red. Um, It's like three and a half to four. Um, There wasn't a lot of head to it. It was was very thin. In fact, all of their beers had almost no head on them. Um, uh, the way they were poured. The smell, yeah. um, I kind of put it in the center. It smelled hoppy. You know, it was kind of like a lot of reds. I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was a nice nutty smell. I, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed the, the, the fragrance of that. Yeah. I thought and that it was, was because, one. you know, I said it was, a little more, it was red. It, it was a little on the brown side of the red. Yeah. You know, it was a darker red than, than some reds. Taste, I gave it a four. And finish, I gave it a three. Um, overall, a three and a half. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a, a good, solid beer. It was probably my favorite beer of the night, yeah. which I guess if you're saying a three and a half is your favorite beer of the night out of five, that you right. didn't really like most of the beers, <laughs> um, which is, is, is so, it's really kind of a little unfair, though, because I really did enjoy that beer, and I like some of the other beers, too. So, so let me tell you something that I think mm-hmm. happened tonight. I think that, that in our, because this was the first brewery we went to of the two. Right. Well, and the first time we're using our, our, our notes. Our notes with our, with our scoring system. Right. I think that we scored them a little harsher. Uh, uh, than we might have mm-hmm. just because we, we, we didn't sort of get a norm or a, a baseline of what we would call 
than right. you know, what we would rank these things as. Right. And so I feel like maybe the, the score was a little low for them yeah. on that sense. Um, yeah. I liked the flavor of the red. I thought it was very drinkable. Yeah. I thought it was a more subtle red than a lot of places we've been to. Yeah, so, it did have a little bit of a smoky taste, yeah. and they very specifically said that they smoked the hops yeah. on this one, which is and that was noticeable in it. Um, and that's maybe why I marked it down just a little bit. It was an ABV yeah. of 4.8, which is not real high. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in retrospect, I said I gave it 3.5. I'd give it a 4. Yeah. I'd give so, it a 4. So, so the the uh, the finish on this beer, I actually ranked it lower on the finish than you did. You said you gave it a 3 on the finish. Uh-huh. I gave it a 2 on the finish. And, 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 and the reason being that the sometimes you get a little bit of a lingering taste that kind of sits with you and you makes it a little, maybe, maybe a little more memorable. Mm-hmm. I felt like after my sip was gone, it was gone. Like there was nothing, and so I really mm-hmm. didn't feel like I had that 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 lingering flavor or punch that that made me go, "Wow, okay, I want to come right. back for that next sip." See, and I like a little cleaner finish, and so yeah. to me that was not a negative but a positive. Yeah. Um, you know, generally speaking, usually if there's a finish yeah. that's memorable, it's not a positive thing. <laughs> but I but I gave it I gave it a, uh-huh. a, a four. Right. Um, and um, you know you uh, you gave it a four. Now you've upgraded. Yeah, I went from a three a and a half to a four. I I, I think um, it's probably it was, was a four point eight ABV. Harsh. Right. And uh, you know you and I we, we've been comparing reds. <laughs> we have. And, and next week we'll talk about Thompson's red. But I think we both preferred this one to the oh, yeah. Thompson's Red. Yeah. And, and that was sort of the high point for us of this experience. Ironically, though, and, and you pointed this out, and we'll see um, next week if that's the case, we said that we, um, uh, you know, for whatever reason, when we were at Thompson, I think we we were getting used to using our scoring and stuff. And yeah. I think we scored them a little easier. I think we easier. gave them a little higher We were, scores, we were yeah. a little less critical of some of the, the flavors that they had. Yeah. And as a result, um, even though I would say I probably liked the Red at Route 30 more, yeah, I think I scored the red at Thompson more, and if I were to taste them side by side, yeah. I definitely prefer the Route Thirty. So I did not. I actually scored the, the Thompson one just a little bit lower. I think I gave it a three and a half. Oh, okay. Versus the four that I gave this one. Um, but I, in general, though, I yeah. was scoring the, the Thompson beers yeah. higher, and I think it was because you know by that point we'd had some, <laughs> we'd yeah we'd drink, had some beers we had been drinking. And then we also got some good food in us, and mm-hmm. I think that just the whole The overall thing, experience was more positive there. Yeah. Um, so but again, have, this think, isn't about Thompson, no, so let's... But I, think, but I think we have to balance all that out as we're talking right. about it. Right. And, and I hope that when our listeners listen to this one, that they want to tune in next week to hear the Thompson one, because again, they're across the parking lot from each other. And, and I recommend and anybody who goes to either go to both. Go to both. And, and try them both you, for yourself. Because I think you're going to get a fuller, some, better experience, mm-hmm. and you're going you're gonna to have a lot of good beer yeah. in both places. Yeah. 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 They, they have sort of different... Um, different ways of going about things yeah. like like again uh eric's friend mike uh said he felt like that um that the flow the the range of the flavor profile at thompson was less than that at at uh, route 30 i disagree with that yeah but um in fact i would say it's the exact opposite but it's interesting to hear somebody else's perspective right you know yeah. um so the next beer up was the scenic route rice beer now <laughs> if you recognize rice in your beer you've probably looked at the label on your okay. budweiser so this mm-hmm. this was the beer that I think I liked the least. Yeah, I know I liked it the least, and I'll tell you why. Because we we didn't drink the whole thing, and I actually came back to it at the end and had another sip at the end, mm-hmm. and then had to change my scores. Yeah, because after drinking like quote unquote what I'll call real beers, yeah, and more flavorful beers, that, I came back to it and um, yeah. I don't know if I'm yeah, no, you lost your mic here. Um, okay. It's halfway down your oh, shirt. Thank you. So um, the 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 it was very fine carbonation. So it was yeah. it was um, it almost tasted flat, and after tasting some of the other beers, it really did taste very flat. 
just in the in the physical carbonation, yeah. but then the flavor as well. There wasn't a whole lot there. In fact, um, the line I think I told you was it was a uh, a flat Miller Light. Yes, and then and you corrected yourself. I said no, no, no. It's not that good. It's a flat Coors Light. Ooh, ooh. Um, which you know. Yeah. Sorry, guys in Golden, Colorado, but Coors Light is yeah. pretty awful. It, this um, this was the most generic light beer ever. It had no flavor. The color was like nothing. It, yeah. I, I actually described it as drinking water at the end. I, thought, I yeah. thought like you couldn't distinguish. If you were out mowing your beer. lawn and you needed to cool off, a glass of that would be fine because it sort of has hint of beer in it. I think they were even struggling to find hint of beer, to be honest with you. This yeah. is my least favorite. I, I, yeah. I Honestly, I gave it a one. ABV of four. One of, of, mm-hmm. out of, uh, one out of a five stars. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is the bottom of the barrel for me. And, and I'm going to just say it. Yeah. I'm going to say it like this because, you know, when you go to a craft brewery, right. you don't want the beer that you could go get at the grocery store. And this isn't even a good version of the grocery store light beer, right. like you said, like a Coors Light. And so yeah. I, I really was sort of disappointed with it. Um, yeah, it was very pale, so color was yeah. a one. There was no head, so that was a one. The smell, I gave it a two. Taste, I gave it a two. And finish, I gave it a two. So yeah. I ended up giving it a two, but it's probably more like a one and a half. Yeah, I, I um, wasn't pleased. And, and again, yeah. I, th- I, I gave it a two to start with, dropped it to a one after I came back and tasted it after right. all the other ones. Because I'm like, no, it just it just doesn't hit it. Yeah. Now, the next beer was just called Pilsner. Yeah. And this one was better for me. Yeah. Um, I gave this one an overall for a three. 4.5 ABV. Yeah. I thought it was very similar, but it had a little bit more carbonation and a little bit more of a malty finish, so there was a little bit more flavor to it. But I thought they were very similar. I gave it a two and a half. So I gave two two to the rice beer and two and a half to the Pilsner. Yeah. Um, You know, again, I think maybe we're judging a little on the harsh side when we were there, but I just didn't care for that beer. That was just, you know, again was very much like what you could buy a can of an American lager. Yeah. And it was a so-so version of it. Yeah. So so um, I spent a year in Australia when I was a teenager, and this reminded me of an Australian beer that I used to drink called Tui's, um, mm-hmm. and which was a sort of a, a very sort of standard beer that you could find in Australia, kind of like their version of a Budweiser. Right. And, and this kind of reminded me of that flavor. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I, I put this one like smack dab in the middle of my range as a three- um, just because Foster's isn't the Australian Budweiser. Uh, Foster's is what Americans think is the. Well, that's what they are advertised to us. I know it's Australian it's, for beer, mate. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about Australians: yeah. every every community, every neighborhood has mm-hmm. their local beer, right? right? And, but Tui's is sort of a, a a national brand that is sort of the local beer for a lot of different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, where I was in New South Wales, Tui's was one of the bigger ones. And this just reminded me of mm-hmm. just sort of a basic sort of Tui's Pilsner beer. Yeah. Very yeah. basic. It's like a yingling in, in Pennsylvania, Yes, right? thank you. Yeah. 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 So um, Citrus City is up next. Citrus City was the, um, it's a 5.6. Did we say the Pilsner was 4.5 ABV? I'm yeah, not sure we did. you, you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Citrus City is a 5.6 ABV. It is a wheat ale with tangerine and caracara. I don't even know what Kara Kara is. Do I you? Have do you? No idea. No. No idea what that um, is. So, in my flavor, in my tasting, it stepped up a little bit again. Not a yeah. huge amount. Overall, I gave that one a three. I thought there was kind of a subtle citrus smell and taste. Um, it looked very much like orange juice. Kind of had an orange juicy <laughs> smell to me. Yeah. To me, and also a, sort of like the um, the rice beer had a very fine carbonation. It was yeah. not not overly bubbly. Yeah. Um, 
I gave this one a 3.5. Mm-hmm. For me, it had kind of a hazy look. I know you said it looks like orange juice. Yeah, it had a hazy look, it, which it kind of that... that yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a clear you know, beer like some of them where you can just sort of look right through it. It was a little hazy. Um, I liked the, the citrus scent. I thought the smell was mm-hmm. better. Uh, 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 it was very light. Um, it reminded me... Um, what's that drink that they make where they put like um, lemonade in with your iced tea? What's that called? Arnold Palmer. An Ar- Arnold Palmer. This reminded me of what I would mm-hmm. call like an Arnold Palmer for beer. This was a good mixture. I thought they did a good job uh-huh. of mixing citrus with beer. And it, not it tasted to me that. like the orange juice and champagne that you get on Mother's Day. The the cheap mimosas. The, yeah, that's okay. kind of. It was a mimosa thing. Cara Cara is a variety of orange, by the okay. way. Okay. Looked it up, which makes sense. Okay. Um, that that's a type of orange. It's a specific type of orange. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it had kind of a sweet smell to it um, with a little bit of a tart finish, um, which you kind of expect from, yeah. you know, a citrus. I thought um, I thought this one was pretty refreshing, though. Yeah. This, 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 was, yeah. If, this is the kind of beer that I would reach for. I'm out doing the lawn. Yeah. I want something that's got a little extra flavor to it. I liked it. Yeah, I could buy your 3.5 on that. I gave it three yeah. overall. Um, you know, it was it was a beer mimosa. Yeah. Beer mimosa. So the, ne- the next one uh-huh. on the list is the Checkered Fountains. And right. for me, this was my second to least favorite one um i I really sort of struggled with this beer a little bit Mm -hmm. um the the our beer tender told us when he served us this one in the progression he says this one's actually going to be a little bit more bitter than the ipa you're going to get next right he told us that it's a pale ale with mosaic and cascade at 5.6 aba yeah and for me this one had that ipa smell so it's a little stinky Right. right. Yeah. And uh, uh, you said it had kind of a little bit of a lemon. Yeah, to I it. got I got the IPA mixed with lemon. That's yeah. kind of what I got out of it. For me, it was too bitter. Um, I, I just really struggled with the bitterness yeah. of this one. And I went back to a two overall on this one for me. Yeah. Um, it it just you know um, wasn't quite what I liked. Like I said, a five point six yeah. ABV. So um, so so you know, for our listeners, neither of us are really big IPA guys. It's yeah. not not our flavor profile that we like. Yeah. I think that a, an IPA person would probably like this beer. It's kind of like a right. citrusy IPA and, and I, I could definitely see the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. But for me it just it didn't grab me. So I, I like yeah. I said I ranked it as a two point five. I think someone who was an IPA person would probably give this one a much right. stronger rating. Well, and our next drink up was a much more mild IPA that yeah. I think we both liked a lot more. I like the next um, one. The next one surprised me, Todd. Yeah. Really surprised Yeah. Really surprised me. And I did a half step up on that one. Like I said, I gave the other one three. I give this one three and a half. So this one is called the Hazy Day IPA. Hazy Day IPA. That's uh, IPA with uh, Mosaic and Simcoe. Those are the um, types of hops, by the way. This one is a 6.3. So it's gotten a little bit more alcohol again. Uh, over the previous ones, it was a very mild IPA. Um, now he did tell us our beer tender told us this is their best seller. And yes. um, to me, when you smelled it, you did not smell any of that IPA kind of skunkiness, um, but you got a very sweet lemony smell, yeah, um, which I thought was interesting. And then a very smooth finish, not bitter, no. um, not bitter at all. And again, with that really fine carbonation, yes. which I don't know, I, I don't know about you, I noticed that in their beers more than anywhere else. Um, most places, the carbonation between the one beer and the next is not that different. Yeah. Here, it was significantly different, and this was again that that very fine carbonation. So I am not an IPA guy. This actually got my highest score uh-huh. of the night, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Right. I really like this beer. It had the sweet lemon scent. I yeah. thought it was a memorable flavor uh-huh. and smell. Um, I enjoyed it. 
Um, we did not. I did not drink every, all of my beers on all of. Right, these. we tasted them, but we left yeah. some in the glass because we had one, more drinking to do. This one, I drank the whole thing. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and and for me, and we haven't talked about mouthfeel. For this one, there was something about uh-huh. this flavor in my mouth that just felt. Yeah, unlike the, the next one where the mouthfeel yes. you wanted to scrape off. Yes, but I, this uh, one felt yeah. it felt good. It tasted good. I yeah. mean, I found myself thinking about this beer. Yeah. I understood why he said this was their best seller. Yeah. I can see that too. Because there's a lot of people who are IPA drinkers who, in my opinion, don't understand what beer is supposed to taste like. And if they're an IPA drinker and they get this, that's kind of bringing them back to the fold of like, oh, this is what good beer is supposed to be. Thank you. Yeah. And, you you know, you said you gave it a four and a half. I gave it a three and a half. And again, I was probably ranking a little little low today initially. I'd probably, in retrospect, give it a four. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, as far as IPAs go, it was the most drinkable IPA in memory for me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we've know, tried, people would like it. we've tried, uh, when we go to places to always sort of pick at least one beer that's kind of outside of our, our mm-hmm. norm, outside we've of our We've even range. tried the fruity beers. We have. Um, yeah. and, and I was so pleasantly surprised with this one. Yeah. I, I can't even stress that enough for people because I am not an IPA guy. And this one won me over. So yeah. thank you, Route 30, for, for introducing yeah. me to Hazy Day IPA. I would go back yeah. to that. For beer. me, I would say it's not something I would probably go and buy intentionally. But if somebody came over and had said, hey, this one's for you, I would absolutely finish the beer and enjoy yeah. it. Um, you know, and I say I wouldn't intentionally buy it. I think I might if I was, you know, if I was hot and, thir- you know, yeah. if, if the mood struck me, if it was right. It's just not something. It's not my normal go-to. Yeah. But it was quite good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our final beer of the evening uh, was the um, uh, let me turn coffee page lager? Coffee lager. Oh, yeah! What now, an unusual beer this. This was. looks like a glass of Budweiser. It I does. mean, it is just a plain yellow beer, and you go yeah. like, huh? Because I really thought coffee would come off, and you'd see a much darker beer. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting a very dark brown beer nope. when I saw coffee lager. Even though it says lager, I yeah. expected it dark brown. The uh, the the uh, people behind the bar said, no, 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 we brew this with whole beans so it doesn't pick up the color, it just gets the flavor. And yeah. oh my gosh, does it pick up the flavor. Okay. And the smell. So that was where Woo. it started for me, right? That smell. Yeah. I smelled it and I thought I was literally smelling a cuff, cup of coffee. Yeah. Like I did not, I smelled no beer. Yeah. No beer. Quite it honestly, was, that was sort of my feeling on the taste too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was a glass of yellow carbonated coffee uh it's a 5.1 abv yeah so it's middle of the road on the abv scale um this one had noticeable carbonation i held up the glass for both of right. us right and you could watch the little bubbles like bubbling to the top yeah. and we'd been sitting there at this point for 40 minutes 45 minutes it was the last one we drank and it was still mm-hmm. bubbling i mean it was just yeah there was a lot of carbonation yeah. in that beer looks like lager tastes like coffee was yes. my note on that one and then one word Intense. Yes. Oh my gosh! When you smell it, you go like, "Whoa! That is not what I expected." I mean, you just get a nose of coffee, and then when you taste it, it's more of the same. It's yes. just wow! The coffee is so intense in that so, beer. So, I saw this beer. It's not one that I liked. I, I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. With you, it's not one I liked. But I have a daughter who loves coffee. She works right. for Starbucks. She loves coffee, but she's not a real beer person. Mm-hmm. I could see her trying this. And being like, oh, my God, I love that. Yeah. Because uh, it just was so right. like, in her wheelhouse. 
Not well, this is where it was nice to talk with our fraternity brother as we were leaving, too, because yeah. he mentioned that that's his favorite, or he yeah. really likes that one as well. Yeah. Um, but he always, he doesn't have that initially because he, he can't see drinking multiple glasses of it. No. So he usually has that at the end. Yes. That's his, his goodbye glass. Right. You know, and I can see that because, yeah, you would not want that. You know something, this is not the first coffee beer that we've had. No. Something that I am curious about, and nobody has had an answer, is... How much caffeine is in these things? I know. And I don't think they have any way of measuring that unless they send it out to a well, lab or something. If I can't sleep tonight, but, we're going to know. Yeah, we'll know why. Um, because <laughs> so, it was incredibly intense amount of coffee, smell, and flavor. Um, that said, as a beer, I didn't think it was all that great. No, it wasn't I, for me. I mean, I'm glad Eric likes it. Yeah. I gave it two stars. Uh, okay, I gave it three, and I think I was being overly generous yeah. with three. Um, and that's because I think that I saw that other people may like this, but I, it really wasn't for me. Right. Um, we talked about mouthfeel, and I described this to you, and I have to describe it to our listeners. I had this horrible sort of mouthfeel, and I had to, like, scrape my sides of my mouth to get rid of this coffee flavor. Horrible. It was bad. It was <laughs> Not bad. a fan of coffee, are we? No, but, you know. Like I, those Jamocha shakes at Arby's, do you? I do like the Jamocha shakes, <laughs> but I guess, I guess I could say I could see the appeal yeah. of this beer for some people. That's more ice cream than beer. Not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. It, uh, the, 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 you know, we've talked about places that have like a, a flavor profile that, you know, on a scale of one to 10, sit, everything sits between four and six. Yeah. That was not the case here. No. We had stuff that sat at two. We had stuff that sat at, you know, nine or 10. And this was yeah. way up there in terms of, of bombastic flavor. When, it just wasn't a flavor I cared for no, all that much. When you think about the rice beer that we started the evening with yeah. that had like zero flavor, I, I described right. it literally as just water. Right. Not beer, just water. And now the coffee beer that we finished with, easily yeah. 9 or 10. They were pushing the limits. Very, right. what I would consider a very experimental yeah. beer. Yeah, in flavor, yeah. in terms of flavor intensity. Um, oh, very intense. Yeah, that was that was something. Yeah. And, you know, again, not my thing, not your thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're a big fan of coffee or you like coffee-flavored beers, then I would, again, recommend you give it a try. Yeah. Um, get the flight before you buy the glass. Though. Yeah. You know, get the flight. Now, they do sell the flight of six. I think it was selling for 13 bucks yeah. uh, for a flight of six, which isn't bad. No. Um, and you can get, a, you know, a probably two-thirds of their menu based on, on, on a flight of six. Because I yeah. think there was probably 10-ish beers up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't actually count, but that's sort of where they were yeah. at. Um, you know, and that's not counting any, um, you know, other... Well, I guess they didn't have uh, other stuff up there. In fact, they did, no. they're one of the places that didn't have... Um, uh, seltzers, they didn't have uh, sodas, they didn't appear to have wine, so basically, yeah. you know, I saw one person who didn't Although want to drink you might have been water. Able, you might have been able to get some of that stuff from the food truck, though, but yeah, I mean, not wine, but I think sodas and stuff like that maybe from the food truck. I count 13, 14 beers. Okay, so we had half, we had seven yeah, beers. we had seven. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, this was a good experience. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the things that stood out for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the beer master, the, 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 the beer tender who, mm -hmm. who helped us and set up my flight for me, fantastic. Yeah. He really took the time to, to talk to us and listen to what I was wanting and mm -hmm. gave me a great progression of beers. Had I drank yeah. them in the order I put them in and had that, that coffee beer before I got to the... It would have ruined the rest of the night. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, things would have tasted weird after that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was nice that that was last, and then we had a while before yeah. we then got over to the other place. To, yeah. Excuse me to try their beers because that was it was that intense yeah. that it could really mess up your palate for a while. Now, I, when we first showed up, 
I was expecting outside seating because we, when we've been there, they've been yeah. outside seating. I was, I was actually shocked because I was like, I, in fact, to be honest, I saw the food truck, yeah. but I didn't see the door. And I was like, what happened? Are they, in fact, I think you even said, are, are they, they open? open? Yeah. Are they still here? I went, well, there's a food truck there. It wouldn't be just parked in the parking lot for no reason. Yeah. You know? But, so. but, but after, after having been inside, I realized yeah. that not, not only was it just for maybe, I don't know, COVID or whatever, non-COVID, because people could be inside now, but um, it was so hot today. I'm not sure I wanted to sit outside. Yeah. I'm not sure that would have been a comfortable experience. No, you're you right. Know, when you have a day, a day that's over 100 degrees, mm -hmm. and so I think well, they made a and choice. And if, if you remember when we were there previously, their, their, their seating was out on the asphalt with no shade, really. Yeah. And so it was hot. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. And we usually get there between 4 and 5 in the afternoon. We'll when it's hot. The hottest time of the day is between 2 and 4. Yeah. So that's not a good time to be sitting and, and, out, and if you have to have that, asphalt. if you have to have your big sliding door open, right, you know that's going to let all the cool air out. So I think they made the right choice. Yeah, close it up, cool it down. It was comfortable inside. If they're not um, allowed to put up signage on the building, though, they really need a sign they can push out front when yeah. they're open to say, "Hey, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Welcome to uh, Route 30 Brewing." Because yeah. the little sign inside a smoke glass on a, on a door, yeah, along this big line of industrial buildings with doors. Yeah. was just very nondescript. So overall, as breweries go, I think I gave them a three for my score. Yep. But but I'll tell you that as I thought about it, you know, we've talked about how there's different types of breweries or different right. levels of breweries. And mm -hmm. I think for the kind of brewery that they are, that's sort of more of that, I'll call it more like the mom and pop small scale brewery. Mm -hmm. I think they're doing such a good job. I probably on, on in that level of brewery, I probably would give them a four for that level. But when you look mm -hmm. at what else is out there, like the Thompsons and other places that are bigger and are doing a lot more stuff, right? They're probably more of a three because they. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? give them a three, three and a half because we've been yeah. to lots of other breweries that do the same kind of thing. Yeah, and I felt like they've done the overall presentation and marketing better. Yeah, um, the quality of the beers is right there. Definitely, um, and the variety of the beers is right there. But the um, you know from the outside you don't even know they're there. Yeah. Um, there's not much going on. I mean, you yeah. know, again, we've we've been to some other places. Um, I mean, our first podcast was at All Points, which is a similar type of place. Very similar. And they're set up better. They've got stuff they roll out front each night so that you kind of yeah. have, you know, where they're at. You see them. You can see them from the you know the roadway. See them from the street. See yeah. It, yeah. Um, you know and. Uh, uh, and and they're actually dealing with a smaller actual like space inside than yep. than uh, Route 30 is, um, you know. And I just use them as one example. I mean, there's others that that have done that. The opposite, and we haven't even uh, routed them yet. But there's another brewery in Riverside that we went in that I would say is even you know has done even less than they have in terms of of like finishes and 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 making yeah. it a an appealing place to be. Um, you know, and we'll talk about them at some point. I don't we will call them out now, but but you know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. So um, I do. yeah, I mean, I gave them a three. Um, you know, everything was clean. Everything was um, well taken care of. I liked again that all the chairs had backs on them. As a person with a back problem, yeah. Um, they had high tables and low tables for people who like to sit down versus those who want to sort of sit up. Um, uh, and you virtually didn't get a choice though, because when you walked in. The tables were all there. I mean, there always seemed to be one, a place to sit. Yeah. But, you know, there was a constant churn of people so that they had seating available. It just they yeah. seemed to be exactly right-sized for the size of crowd they had on a Friday yeah. evening. Um, yeah. I don't know if it got to be more people after we left. Yeah. Um, we were there, what, between like 
five and six ish. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I would say overall it's a very positive experience. And although three might sound like a little bit of a, a low overall rating, um, it's a place that was pleasant, and I will go back to it. And I've gone back to it. So. I would go back to it. And again, yeah. part of the appeal is because they're within mm -hmm. walking distance of Thompson's. Yeah. That you you can get both experiences, and so next yeah. week. And they're very different. Yeah, they're very different. And so next week we're going to give you guys Thompson's. Right. Right. And it's literally a couple hundred yards away across a parking lot and in the next, the next building over, the next complex over. Mm -hmm. And a very, very different experience. Um, and, and, and there's something really enjoyable about having two places so close. It is. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice. Um, we've had a similar experience with um, uh, Skyland and Storytellers in, in Corona. Corona. Yeah. Um, you know, they're basically, they're yeah. even closer. I think yeah. they're, they're only probably 200 yards yeah. apart. Um, and, you know, they both have a very different feel and a different set of beers, and they're both, yeah. you know, very good in their own way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to rating them at some point as well. Um, but all in all, I've got to say that, you know, I would recommend um, giving it a try. And like we've said uh, a couple times already, you know, give them both a try because if you're right. over there, it's hard not to. And they're both great experiences that are very different. So, yeah. um, anyhow, um, that's two for brew this week. We hope to... Uh, have you back again next week. We post the stories on, or post the stories. Podcasts drop live on Thursdays. That yeah. gives you time to listen to it before you head out to your brew and try one of our try yeah. one of our recommendations, we hope. If you do find that you like something and you heard it on our podcast, let the people know that you heard about it on Two for Brew. We appreciate yeah. that. And if you uh, like what you're listening to, give us a good score on your um, podcast app when you're listening. You know, give us Give us a five-star rating. And if you don't feel like we're worthy of five stars, then just pretend like you never heard this, ignore everything I said, right. and go on your merry way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Todd Breaker. And I'm Tobin Breaker. Two for brew! That's how I like my beer. Here with you! That makes it two for brew. Two for brew! That's how I like my beer. Here with you! That makes it two for brew.